0: I mean, like I said, I was I was kind of looking just for a new home, a new place to call home, and I thought Dallas might be that. But then I, I realized, well, I have the freedom to travel while working, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go
1: to New Zealand. I'm your I've host always- of the Startup City podcast, and I welcome you to a new series about remote work something that people were pushed into with the pandemic, but also people were doing for a while and also seeing the benefits of that, of working remotely and especially working from anywhere That because it does not have to mean necessarily only working from home. <laughs> but we talk a bit more about that and I have a guest and that is Ali and she is Uh, working remotely for years, she's enjoying the life, she will tell us about it, Um, she tells us about the ups and downs, some tips, and um, what she's doing, because she is helping actually people and companies um, to work more productively in the remote environment, but I'll let her introduce herself, so Ali, welcome to the show, thank you for being here, tell us who you are and what
0: you're doing. (laughs) Thanks, Christine. Yeah, so my name is Ali Pruitt and I'm a remote work productivity consultant and coach. And I, I started doing this uh, just well t- towards the beginning of the pandemic because I had actually lost my job. I was working remotely for a fully remote international company for many years. And I saw a need where people, so many people were going remote and they didn't really know what they were doing, how to manage the freedom, manage their time and things like that so yeah I I thought this would be something really fun to do to help people Um, so I really do focus on improving remote work soft skills uh, and time management self-management freedom management as well all with the goal to improve work-life balance at the end of the day I just want people to really enjoy the freedom and flexibility that remote work gives and that's mainly because in my life, I had experienced extreme burnout at a company that um, had really poor work-life balance at that company. And that went on for a couple of years. And I, I wanted a, a getaway, a get out. Um, and I, you know, my, my story is kind of a long story. So we won't go into too many details. But I basically decided that I wanted to... Um, move somewhere else. And I didn't know exactly where I wanted to move and I didn't want the job to dictate that. So I decided to get a remote job. So my, my remote work journey starts off as an employed uh, remote worker. And I was very clear in the very beginning, I did not want to work full-time. I wanted part-time and I wanted to recover from my burnout. And that took me on um, a, a journey that's, that's still going really but it's lasted a couple years now of recovering from that burnout and um, we could talk more about the details of all of that I just kind of wanted to give a, a quick rundown of yeah why I became a remote worker and why I'm doing what I'm doing now as a, a consultant. Um, it's, it's
1: It's an interesting journey that you went on and Uh, Unfortunately, you had to go to some extreme to then realize you can go into the other direction um, and make use of remote work actually to heal. A lot of people don't uh, understand that this can be a freedom um, that uh, helps you with uh, burnout feelings or with other things and challenges that you have. It does come with other challenges, of course, um, and sometimes Mm -hmm. it can be more challenging for people to to work remotely, Um, but we talk about that as well, maybe another time uh, that working remotely doesn't mean working uh, by yourself and being lonely, um, especially in this Mm -hmm. that we have in this world now, but some people I think are a bit afraid of that. So can you point out how this journey from um, having a really stressful environment, working in an office, uh, going somewhere, Changing to working remotely as an employee, um, how has that helped you to overcome that? How did it help you to bounce back?
0: <laughs> yeah, I think first off, it you know I think a lot of times it takes hitting like some sort of rock bottom for us to make you know such drastic changes. And I would say, you know, having a home, living a settled life, uh, and having you know kind of a nine to five job and switching selling you know switching it up to selling the home um selling off all of my possessions and getting a remote job and you know eventually becoming a nomad is is a a huge change so um so it did that you know looking back now it doesn't surprise me that i kind of had to hit a rock bottom for that to happen and and it was it was just complete desperation and exhaustion from it was just two solid years of, of running on adrenaline with, like I said, no, no bound with, you know, terrible boundaries and, and really no work-life balance and, um, you know, recognizing that I couldn't continue on like that. Uh, but also at the time not realizing how much damage I'd caused to myself that kind of came later in the journey, but, um, yeah, just complete desperation, exhaustion, um, me realize I, I needed, I needed something to change in my life. And even that wasn't an overnight decision. You know, I took, it took me some time, a couple of months to figure out even what it was that I wanted um, because I'd had, I'd had such poor boundaries, but that kind of came from, you know, I do, I, I do a lot of um, research on childhood, emotional neglect, and, you know, with poor boundaries that kind of comes from, you know, childhood stuff and not putting myself first, and all of that. So those are all, all reasons that kind of contributed to the, to the burnout. Yeah. So for me, the, the remote job, I saw it as a way to give me some, some flexibility to decide what I wanted, because again, I still didn't really know what I wanted. It was, it just came down to just taking steps. That's, that was kind of the most important thing at that point. And trusting that each step would take me to the next best step, next right step, I guess. And I, um, so I got the remote job and, and decided that I wanted to spend some time in Texas, in Dallas, so I did that. And I kind of, I mean, like I said, I was, I was kind of looking just for a new home, a new place to call home. And I thought Dallas might be that, but then I realized, well, I have the freedom to travel while working. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to New Zealand I've always wanted to go there. I'm going to go there for a couple months, and that's that trip was what made me realize that I can really work from anywhere. And I learned more about what being a digital nomad meant. And I thought, well, I guess I've become a digital nomad. And all along that, though, working with the company, I had to. I really had to start to learn how to create boundaries, communicate my boundaries, and. And follow through on them, which is which can be really, really hard. I mean, creating your boundaries for yourself is one thing, you know, kind of knowing what you want, what you don't want that takes a little bit of self discovery. Um, but then being able to communicate those boundaries because then you sometimes you're, you're kind of being faced with like the fear of rejection, you know, are you not going to be accepted? Are you going to be rejected if you communicate what you need and what you want? And then the follow through, actually, following through on you know, what that you you stated the consequences would be if that boundary was crossed. And so I would say the company that I worked for was a fully remote international company. It, it was actually a very safe place to be able to set boundaries, communicate them. They really encouraged healthy conflict. Um, it it was a very ideal remote work company. So I learned a lot while there. Um, and then because I, I said, I put that boundary that I'm only going to work part-time, it really gave me so much more free time for myself to focus on myself. And when you, when you don't have the commute to separate your work and your life, then, you know, that's kind of where you run into things kind of running in together, bleeding together, you know, work into life and life into work. And so it, it took me learning how to separate the two and having that balance. But I will say that you using the, I guess using or embracing the freedom and flexibility of remote work to redesign my life in a way that I wanted, that made me happy and that would benefit me and my life uh, was a big motivation for me to, as I say, get shit done at work so that I could be done with work and go and enjoy my life.
1: Sounds uh, lovely. And um, I think the realization that you had of going to New Zealand, like, oh, I can work from anywhere. Um, it's not easy for some people um, to reach that realization um, and how much of an impact that can have on your mindset, on your stress levels and stuff. But yes, you need also the right companies. And that's, I think, why an open dialogue is necessary when you start a new remote job or even a new normal job, let's say, but we're talking obviously about remote work, Um, setting the boundaries um, and being clear that um, that I think is very important and to have that open dialogue and also uh, fix that in the contract. Because I know um, very well that if you have a part-time job, usually they expect you to do full-time jobs, squeezed into part-time and you end up working full-time anyway. So that's my experience mm-hmm. a lot with things. Um, but that is, I think, where remote work can help you a bit because you're not in the office um, and you can say, okay, no, we agreed on this. And um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I, I have other things to do, <laughs> or I, I want to, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a bit difficult maybe, but how? maybe mm-hmm. that's another question. How did you manage to communicate those boundaries? I mean, you said the company was very well with that, but any, any specific tips on how to communicate that without sounding like, oh, but, but I just pay me, uh, i just going to work for the hours that you pay me for. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, really good question, and I would say that the company, as, as good as it was, there still were definitely times that they would, um, they would test those boundaries that I would put in place. Which is, I mean, people do all the time, whether they realize it or not. You know, whether it be relationships, friendships, or you know, coworkers, um, leadership, things like that. And the company would get an influx in in clients, and they would want me to take on more clients, which caused me to work more hours and still trying to do it with within the hours that I had kind of set for myself and that I had, had told them caused a lot of stress because I was cramming in more client, because I was client-facing at the time, more client sessions, um, which then affected my time for admin and, and so on. And so I was, in the beginning, there was actually moments of, of really high stress. And part of that was not knowing how many clients I could take that also, you know, equated to x amount of hours a week, um, you know, just client capacity and client and, and, and my utilization, and the company itself was growing in that area. It was a startup, so um, it, you know, me pushing back actually, a- along with a few other uh, employees as well, really um, challenged the leadership to to. to to fix that issue, you know, the client capacity utilization and kind of find something, you know, that worked to help us to keep a better work-life balance, um, but also still deliver and and, and make the company money. And so I think what I try to encourage people is, you know, with these types of boundaries, like I could have continued to just be stressed, continue to take the work, continue to take the clients, not communicate, you know, how it was affecting me. Not communicate that it was crossing my my boundaries, that I was working more than what we had originally agreed to, um, and it could have just kept going that way. But because I did speak up, um, one, it, it helped. It it kind of um, gave the confidence to other employees to also speak up that they were struggling as well, which brought attention to a weak area, an area that the company needed to improve on. So you know, I, I say you you need to advocate for yourself, but, and you also need to, um, you know, to, to, to speak up because if you're feeling it more than likely other people are feeling it as well. And so those conversations looked a bit like, you know, a lot of it was through, uh, we, we used telegram to communicate in, in the company. So a lot of it was just, you know, text messages like that. And, even that is really important when you're working with in a remote company where a lot of it is, is text like that. You, you really need to learn how to communicate written, you know, written communication is really important. And so um, I'm always, you know, mindful of that when communicating with others. And so, yeah, I would just kind of say, Hey, just to let you know, I am, you know, I have X amount of clients. Numbers is a big thing. Like, you know, you want to express your be able to express your feelings within the company but the company is there for a reason you know it is to make make money and 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 see the vision through but so making it about the numbers making it also about you know how it's affecting you is is both equally important Uh,
1: i would like to maybe give a quick example uh, from my point of view as well where i took Three months out of um, a company where I was employed, actually not remotely or anything, but I said mm-hmm. I want to travel through Italy <laughs> for three months, but mm-hmm. I'm I don't really want to leave the company. So open dialogue, and um, but nev- no one has ever done this in the company before, and it was a bit like mm, I don't know, because usually if you want to go for that time, you you quit, <laughs> and then you go yeah. and then you see what happens. But I had an open dialogue with my. Um, boss back then and uh, he said okay we do that you take three months off and then you come back and we find someone who replace you in these uh, three months I think also if you are someone that is uh, appreciated by the company it's a bit easier probably <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. to, to have this kind of dialogue and to push the boundaries and uh, to have that trust uh, that you had from the company saying uh, that they didn't answer for example well but I think you maybe you could work in a more efficient way so it shouldn't be a problem because sometimes <laughs> depending on the company but if the if company says that uh, to you I think you should leave anyway but anyway <laughs> um, I had this kind of experience where then the company when I returned after three months said you know what because you did this you changed our whole outlook on how flexible we can be with the workers um, mm. and, and we opened up a bit more so even if if you speak up It's not only good for you, but it can be even good for the company and the other employees.
0: Absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, you know, everyone, especially when working remotely, you know, you it you're not seeing what everyone else is doing like you like you would in the office, right? Um, You only see what everyone lets you see, and that's with with leadership as well. Like if you don't let leadership see what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, then, you know, then ha- how do they know, right? You have to communicate that and, you know, bring, bring ideas, bring facts, bring numbers, but also bring y- yourself, you know, mm-hmm. bring how it impacts you or how it could impact you and, and the team and the company, you know? So yep. yeah, super important.
1: I, I uh, really appreciate that you op- so openly talk about your journey. And I think it's important to do that because a lot of times people just show um, all the, good things, all the good stories that they have in their life, but um, I think everyone had challenges and we're going to talk about this probably more in the next few episodes, uh, challenges on remote work as well. Um, but before we wrap up the episode, was there anything else that you wanted to share um, that you haven't mentioned yet?
0: No, I think, you know, we, this one was meant to really talk about burnout and using remote work as the freedom to heal. And um, I think even if you have not experienced burnout, which so many of us have, you know, again, just re- circling back to the freedom and flexibility, it really does give you the opportunity to redesign your life and focus on what is most important. And that is you. And, you know, if you're finding struggles with, with balancing work in life, if you're finding that, you know, when you end your workday, your energy is really low, you feel like you're stressed, you feel like you're overwhelmed. You know, there are things that you can do to help this situation you can, um, to manage it. But the reality is, you know, whatever it is that, that you need, that you need to improve in these areas, you, because you're one person, you're not just, you know, I'm not work alley. And then, you know, life alley, I'm just alley Pruitt. That's it. That's, that's who I am. And so if I'm struggling in areas at work, they're probably affecting me in my personal life as well. And so it really is just an opportunity for you to, to, to grow and, and become the best version of yourself. I am the best version of myself today because of the freedom and flexibility of remote work has given me to, to focus on myself.
1: Mm. Lovely words to, uh finish this episode as well, and I can't wait uh, for the other ones, and all the listeners, you know that I always have a series of four episodes with my guests, so there's three more to come, and in the next one we're actually going to talk about um, a bit more about the journey and um, how she, Ali then became an entrepreneur instead of being employed and working also remotely, and actually just calling in from a beach in Mexico, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> um, so, that kind of stuff um, can also be you, and uh, Ali is helping people with that. And hopefully, this podcast already gives you a bit of an insight into that. Thank you so much for your time today, Ali. And I'm really looking forward to talking to you for the next episode.